Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Friday, June 9th. This is Here First on IPR News. I'm Katherine Wheeler. Iowa's top education official says state funding will be transferred to accounts families can use to pay for private school beginning July 15th. IPR's Katerina Sestarek has more. Iowa Department of Education Director Chad Aldis says the money will go through a closed online marketplace set up by a private company. He says accredited non-public schools and other education providers will be added to it in the coming weeks for approved families to choose services. Aldis says families have to use the money for private school tuition first, and if there's some left over, it can be spent on other education expenses or roll over to the next year. You'll probably see a lot of uh, younger students. K through eight, uh, where tuition tends to be lower than the 7,600, where they will save maybe a thousand or two thousand a year, and then when they get to high school, which tends to be more expensive than 7,600, uh, many of them will have enough dollars in their accounts to um, to be able to use them to pay high school tuition. Some private schools have significantly raised tuition since the legislature approved taxpayer funding of private school education. Yesterday, the city of Davenport completely evacuated another downtown building. Michelle O'Neill reports it's located just across West 4th Street from the building that partially collapsed on May 28th. On Thursday, city staff and structural engineers assessed buildings adjacent to the Davenport Apartments. They're preparing for dismantling and demolition of the six-story building at 324 Main Street. The city says staff and engineers decided the properties at 400 and 410 North Main Street have, quote, areas of structural concern. The building is known as the Executive Square. The majority of its apartments were evacuated on May 31st, but now the city has ordered the five remaining residential units to be vacated, emptying the whole building. Mid-American Energy plans to ask the Iowa Utilities Board for an increase in its natural gas delivery rates for the more than 600,000 customers in Iowa. It would be the first increase since 2002. Mid-American spokesperson Tina Hoffman says Mid-American estimates the average residential customer would see a monthly gas bill increase of less than $5 or $60 per year. Hoffman says there will be an interim increase of 5% until the Iowa Utilities Board rules on the permanent 6% increase. Around the end of June, um, that interim rate would go into effect. And then if the utilities board makes a different decision, um, those uh, rates, you know, the difference in that would be refunded to customers. The IUB will seek comments from customers and interested parties and make a final determination on the proposed rate increase in May of next year. Public meetings on the topic are scheduled across Mid-American's Iowa service area throughout the month of July and early August, including in Sioux City, Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, and Waterloo. There are now just two Iowa counties without an emerald ash borer infestation. The Iowa Department of Agriculture says the wood boring beetle has been confirmed for the first time in Plymouth County after a tree service found evidence of the bug in an ash tree in Remsen. Plymouth is the 97th Iowa County to have a confirmed infestation, and that leaves just Emmett and Palo Alto County without the invasive beetle. The EAB was first discovered in Iowa in Alamakee County in 2010. The Ag Department says trees typically die within two to four years after becoming infested. 
And Republican Senator Chuck Grassley is the only member of Iowa's congressional delegation who's commented on former President Trump's announcement that he's been indicted by a Florida grand jury. In a tweet, Grassley said having Trump indicted on the same day, House Republicans had viewed a redacted document that contains allegations against President Biden, fuels belief there are two standards of justice. It's here first on IPR News. Support for IPR comes from The Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about The Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. Since the collapse of the Davenport apartment building, it's become increasingly evident how long both the owner and the city were aware of its risks. The remains of the dead were found this week. IPR's Zachary Orrin-Smith spoke with one family about accountability after the collapse. It was a day of celebration, and every bit of it felt wrong. Congratulations to the class of 2023. The class of 2023 at Rock Island High was receiving their diplomas. I've been waiting for that moment, me and his dad, forever, because he's very smart. He just didn't ever have the interest of it, I guess. That's Desiree Banks. Her son, Brandon Colvin Jr., was stepping up to the stage in his scarlet graduate robe and cap. As Brandon Jr. walked, Desiree watched. His posture was different, his demeanor distant. She says as if he was going through the motions. The reason was right beside her, an empty seat. On it, a shirt and some buttons, keepsakes set aside for Brandon Colvin Sr., A week prior, the western wall of a six-story apartment building in Davenport gave way. Colvin Sr. rented a unit on its fifth floor. According to his cousin, Mike Collier, the last he or anyone heard from him was the day before Memorial Day. A mutual friend knocked on Colvin Sr.'s door. He needed to get some rest and then he'll be able to come to the family gathering. And uh, about three hours or more later is when the building collapsed. The 79-unit building was only partially inhabited, though an estimated 100 households, including some from nearby buildings, have been displaced as a result of its failure. On Monday, the city announced that it found the remains of Brandon Colvin Sr., Ryan Hitchcock, and Daniel Prien. Colvin's remains were discovered at noon, the day his son walked across the graduation stage. Not, no answer is going to be able to fix this. Like, nothing's going to be able to fix this. There is no turning back the clock on the collapse, but the slow work of holding the responsible accountable has begun. There was warning after warning that this building was in a state of collapse for months and that a catastrophic event like this was inevitable. That's Philadelphia-based structural collapse attorney Jeffrey Goodman. He's one of the lawyers representing former residents in civil litigation. He led a litigation team in Florida that negotiated a $1.2 billion settlement following the collapse of a 12-story building in 2021. Yet time and time again, when given the opportunities to evacuate the building or warn the tenants, uh, nobody bothered to put safety first. Several lawsuits have been filed in Scott County District Court. They accuse building owner Andrew Wold of negligence. The lawsuits also name his LLCs, the engineer who signed off on the building, the contractors who worked on it, as well as the city of Davenport and even prior owners. Goodman says by filing a civil lawsuit, the public can get answers. They'll be able to subpoena documents, take depositions, and get access to evidence. While details are fuzzy, Mayor Mike Madsen says an investigation will occur. Documentation, videos, photos, logs, 
from respected folks that are keeping everything will be turned over to an investigation team. Outside civil court, Scott County Attorney Kelly Cunningham has not filed any criminal charges related to the incident. And potentially, the professional engineer David Valliere and his firm, Select Structural Engineering, could face disciplinary action from the Iowa Professional Licensing Bureau. Looking at the rubble, the thought of being made whole after losing Brandon Colvin Sr. still feels far off for Banks. Brandon Colvin Jr. Watching her son receive his diploma, it reminds her of what it took for her to graduate. It was Brandon Colvin Sr. who watched her oldest while she studied. I'm literally leaving knowing that he should have been there more than anybody because he helped me graduate. He helped me get to the point where I needed to be. And now here I am helping my son. It's almost like he showed me how to do this. So hell yeah, I put that seat down, put my big old leg on the side of the seat to make sure Brandon was sitting there too. Right now, she's sitting with the loss of the man who helped her and her son get across the stage. I'm Zachary Oren-Smith, IPR News. This is Here First from IPR News. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katherine Wheeler.